Chapter Twenty Five of An Essay on Crimes and Punishments by Cesare Beccaria, translated by Edward Duncan in Graham. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caroline. Chapter Twenty Five, of Banishment and Confiscation. He who disturbs the public tranquillity, who does not obey the laws who violates the conditions on which men mutually support and defend each other ought to be excluded from society that is banished it seems as if banishment should be the punishment of those who being accused of an atrocious crime are probably but not certainly guilty for this purpose would be required a law the least arbitrary and the most precise possible which should condemn to banishment those who have reduced the community to the fatal alternative either of fearing or punishing them unjustly still however leaving them the sacred right of proving their innocence the reasons ought to be stronger for banishing a citizen than a stranger and for the first accusation than for one who hath been often accused should the person who is excluded for ever from society be deprived of his property this question may be considered in different lights the confiscation of effects added to banishment is a greater punishment than banishment alone there ought then to be some cases in which according to the crime either the whole fortune should be confiscated or part only or none at all the whole should be forfeited when the law which ordains banishment declares at the same time that all connections or relations between the society and the criminal are annihilated in this case the citizen dies the man only remains and with respect to political body the death of the citizen should have the same consequences with the death of the man it seems to follow then that in this case the effects of the criminal should devolve to his lawful heirs but it is not on account of this refinement that i disapprove of confiscations if some have insisted that they were restrained to vengeance and the violence of particulars they have not reflected that though punishments be productive of good they are not on that account more just to be just they must be necessary even a useful injustice can never be allowed by a legislator who means to guard against watchful tyranny which under the flattering pretext of momentary advantages would establish permanent principles of destruction and to procure the ease of a few in a high station would draw tears from thousands of the poor 
the law which ordains confiscations sets a price on the head of the subject with the guilty punishes the innocent and by reducing them to indigence and despair tempts them to become criminal can there be a more melancholy spectacle than a whole family overwhelmed with infamy and misery from the crime of their chief a crime which if it had been possible they were restrained from preventing by that submission which the laws themselves have ordained End of chapter twenty five